0: Hello, this is Tom McCaffrey. Hey, this is Alex Beshara. And you're listening to... Last Exit to Brooklyn on Storic Media Podcast Network. The most important podcast of our time, right? Uh, Yeah. You don't sound too sure. Isn't it the most important podcast? It's a podcast. You're listening to a podcast. Okay. Welcome to Last Exit to Brooklyn, a podcast... Hey everyone, welcome to the show, Last Exit of Brooklyn. I'm Tom McCaffrey. I'm here with Eric Bronstein. How's it going?
1: Yeah, we got a big show today.
0: Yeah, we have a guest coming in, I guess, waiting in the waiting room. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, what, so, you know, obviously lots happened at last. When did the whole thing come out? The, the Trump thing yesterday? Was it yesterday? I mean, the latest one, I guess. Yeah. Bob Woodward.
1: Bob Woodward interviewed Trump. Uh, on the, Over the phone, yeah, on the record, eighteen times, and uh, Trump said a lot of things that were like he, he he you know in private conversations, he was saying that corona was bad, but in public he was obviously not saying that um,
0: basically, yeah, he was saying he was downplaying I just he basically was saying he was not downplaying the virus he was basically he knew that it was airborne, this was like February seventh. Right. that you could get it through the air. He knew that it was more um, deadly than the flu, that it was worse than the flu. He calls it deadly. He calls it deadly stuff. Yeah. He says he's downplaying on purpose. And it, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess he just didn't. So I, I can't figure it out. Is he just really stupid or what is like?
1: Because well, think... why
0: would he do that? He was just so like enamored with Bob Woodward.
1: Well, the funny thing is Bob Woodward, not only did he, you know, take down Nixon
0: during the war. Well, that's the other thing. Is he, is like, that all lost on him?
1: But not only that, he's done it with other presidents. Like he's written books with every president since then. There's
0: like eleven presidents, but he hasn't really ruined them, has he? No, but he wrote
1: bad stuff about them. He wrote negative negative things. Even Obama. I don't think I don't think with Obama, he interviewed Obama, but he wrote books about him. That his response in the Iraq War and things like that. You know, he was. You know, so I don't understand why people would want to talk to this guy
0: (laughs) well i think i guess it's his downfall is that he's so vain and into like getting attention he's such a narcissist that he's so blinded by his narcissism it's just like wow this guy's famous and he's like he's written books about nixon and all these guys and i'm now i'm being interviewed and it's just he doesn't
1: doesn't, I, I, doesn't even but, realize what what he wrote about nixon
0: <laughs> i mean that's the thing that's know? the thing that the blinding being blinded by his narcissism yeah i think he doesn't i think he thinks he's untouchable and like and i mean I, he kind of is i mean i i guess i just don't understand like because with this whole thing where he was saying oh it's airborne it's really it can kill you and then he even says like oh it's not just old people it's like young people can kill and but then to have, like, <clears throat> why did he go so aggressively the other way where he was, like, ridiculing people for wearing masks? where When people were still so trying to social distance and do something about it, he would, like – he not only was he not informative, but he would go the other way. And then, like, the whole Tulsa rally where he basically –
1: killed herman cain
0: i mean basically you know that was uh, that was kind of the joke before but that is what he did i mean herman cain died from corona and he was aware of it so it's like
1: i understand the rallies though because he likes them and he feeds off that but the mask thing was such a no-brainer you know what i mean i think john oliver even did a joke about it. he's like they could have put maga on the on the uh on the face mask and sold them
0: so why were they, why was he so adamantly against anyone trying to, why did he not care at all about, because he's just such a dick? Is that, I mean. I,
1: I guess he thinks that no matter, there's a certain you know, percentage of people that no matter what he does, they don't care. And
0: right know, now with but this it's just stuff. Still like, what? Well,
1: then now they're pulling out a video of Biden saying, oh, don't panic, you know, um, he, in February. But yeah. two things on that. One, um, and right after that, he said, don't panic, but this is serious. Right. And secondly, he's not the president. He doesn't have knowledge that you have. No one's right. brief- briefing this guy you know, about policy.
0: Well, the real issue is that not only – it's, it's one thing if you're like, don't panic, because now he's like, I didn't want them to panic. But it's, if, it's one thing if you're not saying anything about it and not informing people. But he was going he was going the other way with like aggressively against – the virus yeah. basically telling people it's not real, that it's all bullshit. It's going to go away. And like, there's no reason to social distance. There's, that's the thing that's so baffling to me. Why did he do that? Because of the, he was afraid of the economy tanking or was that?
1: Uh, I just think he put his head in the sand and he just was hoping that it would just go away, you know? And, um, you know, or maybe he thought he, he, he'd get lucky. I think that's, that maybe it wouldn't be that bad, you know, but they were talking about how, if we had the same response that Canada, that Canada did, the way they locked down in Canada, we probably would have had a hundred thousand more people still alive.
0: I know that's the whole thing now, and I it's it's amazing that anyone, you know, how they, you know, I, I, and watching his press. I mean, he's just like so pathetic. I mean, this is like huge, new. I mean, this is like this would like ruin anyone. You know what I mean? Right. It's unbelievable, but it's, it'll
1: move the needle a little bit. And he—it's right. going to be on sixty minutes this Sunday. That—that's you know, st- people still watch that show. That's like the one TV show people still watch. But you know, it—it'll hurt him a little. It's not going to hurt him a lot though.
0: But that's like what's insane. Like um, what will be? Um, I don't know. And it, it, just watching his press conferences, they're just so pathetic. How they're—they're they're so transparent, and it's like he just immediately goes into blaming joe biden for things and how they didn't do this like that's just every and then he just keeps it's just the same talking points like that he just keeps hitting of i've handled it really well and you know i'm when we stopped millions of people from dying and just over and over and i, I mean i don't know who are these fucking morons who fall for this shit? and i know you say like oh these people don't You know, they don't know. They don't have the information because they're watching Fox, but they do see him talk. They do. I've seen him talk a million times. Anyone who's not like a fucking complete idiot can just see through what he's doing.
1: But I can I can tell you from reading like comments of people is like when he says something
0: outrageous,
1: right, they think he's just trolling everybody. That's what I get.
0: Think. I get that they at think first, like, "Oh, he, he doesn't
1: really mean it. He's just trolling
0: people." I know. I get that for a while, but it's gone to the point where, like, you, that's not it. I mean, if if you're like still, if if you have any, because I understand the total like morons who are into him, like these fucking rednecks you see who are just complete idiots and don't understand. The other thing I love is like. He calls everyone losers like John McCain, like no respect for anyone. But these white trash piece of shit, 40, 40 uh, point IQ, they think he thinks they're winners. You know what I mean? Like you think he doesn't think you're a fucking loser. Like because it's all the biggest fucking losers in the world are on his team. Yeah. And they have some weird idea that he thinks they're winners. Um, but Obama and all these other, you know, brilliant people, they're they're losers. But you're you're the smart one. Um, I mean we are now in the in the, the place of um, like the, when history is looking back on this like what side were you on like this isn't like a uh, oh, whatever I just kind of you know like, and the whole thing of like well we can just get together and agree on things like you yeah. know we, we don't agree but you know we just have different opinions and it's like no, no, we're not there anymore. This is like having a pedophile over to your house and being like, yeah, you're a pedophile, and I'm just not into that. We just disagree. It's like, no, this is like you're completely in the wrong. I'd,
1: I'd like to agree with you about the history thing, but <laughs> the thing is now they just rewrite history. They rewrite history all the time. I know. It all I know. the time. And that's the thing. We think Trump is horrible, and we'll look back at this like he's a nightmare. But, you know, they change things, and they'll – know. know they do things with like Ronald Reagan, making him like the greatest guy who ever lived. You know, people believe
0: it. Um, no, I know. I, I, I um,
1: So that even that I used to be on board with. That. I'm like, well, you in the history books.
0: But, I know. I, and I, even when I think that I don't it's, it doesn't give me any comfort. Like, well, someday people will like be no. really. But it's like, no, it's just. Uh,
1: I think those days are long gone. You know, it's like that guy, Joseph, Christina. Joe McCarthy, you know, the one who did the right hearings. Like those days where someone, where that guy said to him, "Have you no shame? Sense of decency?" Remember yeah. the thing. And that
0: kind guy? of like that kind of was like sh- a shift or something. Well, it was just like he was on
1: TV. and He goes, well, "Do you have you have you, sir, no sense of decency?" Like he he slammed McCarthy on TV. Yeah. Like, well, you've really gone too far.
0: Well, now with Trump, it's and- like if you're uh, if you're on board with him, you're fucking shit. Let me just say that right now. Oh. You're just. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i mean it, I, like whatever I, I guess maybe you can talk your way around the first time being duped but i guess in that one you were just dumb but now you're just a fucking shit person
1: well, so. a lot of them are gonna vote for him twice so
0: i know i know and, you, and you're shit if you do so have fun with that
1: you <laughs> see those Link, lincoln <laughs> projects you know the lincoln project
0: yeah, I watch all those ads.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're so fast. They came out with one just immediately. It was so good
0: about this one. About this, this one was like a layup. Yeah, because I, mean,
1: I mean, their turnaround yeah. is so quickly.
0: So I know quickly. they're great. Yeah. I they're great. They're was it just playing the the intercutting the call with Woodward with just everything he said about exactly. it disappearing and
1: yeah, exactly
0: disappear. I mean, the thing that's you know he has a tell. I can see it now where it's like. When someone asks him something and they're and they're really getting at the thing that he's insecure about and he knows he's wrong about, it, he just attacks them because they they show that that moment with the reporter where they're like, um, "Do you think like you you should be more upfront with the people because they're like, what would you tell the the American people who are scared right now and like don't know what's going on and you're not really telling them what's going on?" And he says, "I'd say you're a terrible reporter." That's what I say, and it's like. Yeah now knowing the history of it where he does know what's going on and he's basically asking for information like how much do you know about how bad this is and he just immediately so when you go back to all those where he like he kind of viciously attacks these reporters it's so clear they've like hit a button that he's so insecure about
1: Mm -hmm.
0: do you know what I mean yeah um so we're doing so yeah cool it should be fun <laughs> i mean i don't know like i mean obviously i hate him and it's been so bad but like just this last thing is like insane i mean it's just like ridiculous this it's insane so we have a guess <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's he's here i think but uh and he's a big trump fan
0: yeah we, yeah, we don't have to talk about that. No, I, uh, no. no it just it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's very frustrating with uh, watching it all. You, you're just so, you have more faith in people, but then, you know, you realize, oh, yeah, like, just most people are just really awful and, and really just not very smart. Yeah. Um, right, instead of getting educated, they just are like, well, fuck you. And it's like, <laughs> all right, cool. All
1: right, we'll all bring right. out the guest. Um, guest, I hope you're here. Uh, he is a great, hilarious comedian. Uh, he was a cast member on Laughs on Hulu, been mentioned in Rolling Stone. Uh, he has a new podcast out, which is great, called Is This Anything? It's now on, available on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and most streaming platforms. Let's hear it for Brett Druck, everybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's a, up, I'm, man? That was Are a really low thing in audience. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I'm not good with the intro. i only gonna call,
2: call in with Woo! <laughs> Um, are yeah, you? how you doing, buddy? Good, good. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm, I was really tempted to just turn my camera off again while you we were doing that, but uh, yeah, yeah that um, would be great.
0: Would so I was asking Eric. So that so that show laughs mm-hmm. is that on Hulu now? Did they put that on Hulu too? They
2: did. It was on Fox and then it was on Hulu. I don't know. I mean, I I haven't even watched all of it, all the episodes that I'm in. But you were um, a, you
1: were like a cast member for a while. Like. Yeah,
2: they put me on the web page. I was on a bunch of episodes, so they they made me a yeah member, but it just was something that sounded cool in my dating profile
0: where did you um <laughs> tape your sets
2: um i did it at helium in philly and stress factory new brunswick
0: Oh, yeah. okay um and you never yeah I, I did that show i did it at broadway once God, this was like six years ago it
2: was probably season one right
0: I don't know. No, I think it was like I think it had been on a couple of years. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not positive, but I'm I'm pretty sure I had seen it. Um, but you know, it was, it was on Fox, and it was like at midnight on Saturday, so it was one of those things oh, yeah. that
1: it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. Well, I mean, like
0: kind of. I feel like people that didn't know anything, like just lay people, were like, "Wow, it's on like the same time as Saturday Night Live," right? You know so they were
2: like wow yeah it was pretty cool though i thought and but i'm one of those people who like you know if, if somebody compliments something nice you can't just be like thank you you have to be like oh well, i i i piece this together out of a drain pipe yeah you know yeah. like i'm definitely one of those people and when people would be like well that's cool i'm like well it only airs in 12 markets so it's not like a <laughs> really big of a deal like sometimes it gets bumped for sports so
0: <laughs> yeah does that happen with laughs? Does that happen? Oh, it was that? happening
2: so much I stopped promoting it. Like, I was super, uh, I was like promoting it every episode that I was going to be on. Um, and then I was like, I can't keep doing this because people are like Facebook messaging yeah. like, I turned it on and you weren't there. It was sports and then it was Family Guy. And then at like 3 in the morning, it was you. Yeah,
0: yeah that's. Was, like, um... but,
1: but that stuff is good, you know why? Because it's like uh, you, you get a lot of exposure. It's like that show Comics Unleashed. You know it can be on at random times, but
2: it gives comedians good exposure i feel yeah, but Were to you, who to who who you like the um, audience you want the the three a m on a Saturday watching comedy I
0: think it's like to um <laughs> people you're trying to prove you've actually done things in comedy, like oh like yeah. uncles and stuff that's honestly
2: that was without a doubt the best part about it it was it was like. So I had I had, had a fair amount of like Twitter success in in a year the years prior to that. Um, and and I had some memes go viral of, of my jokes. And that I was getting like huge numbers, uh, like millions of views on, on these of my jokes. And I would tell my parents about that. It was just like, Yeah, whatever, you're still working your day job. And then yeah. as soon as it was on TV, they were like, oh, good, he's fine. He's, he made it. He's going to be okay. And I'm like, I'm getting <laughs> way less right. people are seeing this. I'm way, making way less money, but all right, whatever <laughs> makes you feel happy.
0: Yeah, or, like, chicks you're trying to bang, like, it's impressive to them, right, if they're not right, in right. showbiz.
2: Yeah, whenever I'm trying to bang, like, 65-year-old women who still think TV is uh, alive. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, now it's different, though, because t- TV isn't even – actually, I don't, I don't even know if being on TV is impressive anymore. <laughs>
2: no, it like, isn't.
0: It's kind of like – especially just live TV. Cause it's just, I, feel I, like I just no don't
2: one... – pe- people
1: don't know the difference between TV and, you know uh, – TikTok or whatever it's still all the same now for, well, what's wanna, going on
0: it's like tv's like kind of i mean it's live tv is kind of like over i feel like right i mean
2: the viewership is just it's it's on like three shows that have all the viewership yeah. so there's still some influence but it's like you have to be on america's got talent if you want anybody to see you yeah if you look at the lineups for tv networks it's
1: like mostly football now <laughs> that's what it right. is it's like football it's it, it, because football you have you have to watch it live i mean you can you can dvr it and all that stuff but
0: and and, and have you noticed any i, I feel like a, because of this especially it, so it was tv was already having problems but now like big networks are really running into problems like apparently i was reading an article how mtv has just become reruns of the show ridiculousness all the time like that's all right. they're showing so it's kind of like they're done and then have you been hearing about that the Comedy Central is really struggling? Have you heard about uh, that? No. Um, yeah, I read. I was reading an article about how they're really having a problem. I Because th- I think they... Um, I'm sorry, are you going to say something?
2: Oh, I was just going to say, like, I've, 2013, uh, or maybe it was 2012, Patton Oswalt gave a really good State of the Industry address to, mm-hmm. at JFL. G- yeah, it's you online, you to watch it. Yeah. Um, and he basically says everything that's happening now. Uh, so I feel like there was fair warning and I actually did think comedy central was kind of taking credence to it. Like they were going like, okay, how do we, okay, podcast is happening. How do we incorporate that? And I, it felt to me like they were like, okay, we're getting our digital content stuff. We're not still relying on the old model of TV. It seemed like that was working pretty well from that. I thought they were doing the right things, but I guess,
0: I guess not. Do you think even back then in 2013, they were,
2: Oh no, no, no. This isn't like the last two years. I'm like, Oh, finally I'm seeing a network like do the right things. Well,
0: yeah, they finally got. I feel like they act like the internet wasn't happening until like two years ago, which is Absolutely. such a, which is so like, it's kind of what the music industry did with with Napster and all that, where they were like, this Napster thing, yeah, we'll sue them, yeah, get out of here. This is you know we need to make this go away, and it was like, no, dude, it, that's over. This is going to be a thing. So, I don't. Know, it's I, I always saw that with Comedy Central. They really dropped the ball on the the online. Thing. Um,
2: yeah, I think almost every network did.
0: Yeah. Really? Do you think they just were so... Maybe they just didn't... Because they were so caught up in the in the old ways. They didn't want to... Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's
2: been time... You know, it's been proven, t- time-tested yeah. or whatever. Um, and it's, you know, it's the old guys who are always running stuff. So that's why it's going to go that way. They just don't know the new stuff. And it's not until the numbers start to suffer that they start to be like, oh, we need to change something because everybody's getting fired. Yeah.
0: You know, you know who's like a genius at always kind of keeping up with what's happening is Lauren Michaels. I feel, I feel like he's always been so good at keeping SNL relevant with what's going on. Like he, he's such a great producer in terms of like, okay, there's clearly shit going on. I don't know what it is. These guys seem to know what it is. Bring them on because they, he, I mean, they got on right at the beginning of like YouTube. You know what I mean? Like he found he was able to see youtube as a thing and they kind of made it pretty well
2: as well yeah conan's online presence is pretty good
1: yeah conan really really, from what i heard is conan that's most of his viewership now that that's really saved him the the online he kills it on the online
0: are you do you do brett do you do a lot of like online stuff or because you have like a pretty good like following right How, how are you able to do that
2: So I, when I was like, uh, 27 or so, I've been doing comedy for seven years and like all my friends who got degrees were like getting married and buying houses and stuff like stuff that I was like, I kind of want at that point in my life, I was like, I want to do that. But I was like, I working at a grocery store and like sewing my pants together because I couldn't afford new to buy new H&M pants. Uh, and I was like, I really need to make a decision here. Am I going to like start from scratch, use my degree, go get a normal job, start over or like just, I have to like go balls to the wall so i for two years didn't do anything other than work my day job do stand up in the city for free or like you know 10 20 bucks and then uh just study social media like i was constantly writing content like reading articles on social media algorithms facebook how do you get more engagement how do you get followers looking at what other people were doing that were successful i did that for like two years and then i had a bunch of stuff i developed like enough of uh Uh, A heat, I guess, um, where I was getting a lot of retweets and favorites and stuff like that. And I had, you know, I had uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Those were that was like really where I was focusing. Um, I developed like a a good following on those. Um, And then uh, it got to the point where people were like tweeting at me, like, "When are you going to come tour in my city? Where can I buy your album? Where's your podcast?" And I was still working my day job, and I was like, "I don't have time to do any of those things. I don't know how to tour." Uh, and so I was like, I'm just going to take a break from this, uh, and like get the rest of my life together. And then I just kind of, I stopped, uh, completely, uh, I was like, I was just getting opportunities that I wasn't ready for. I did Brad Garrett's, uh, where you, you have to, to host that, you have to be able to do crowd work. And I, at that point, I didn't know how to talk to the crowd and I'll never, and this is
0: all from your online presence. Mm -hmm. Uh... It was, I mean, I don't know. You
2: can't exactly say when you're, when you have, you're getting, you know, this, this joke goes viral, and then this tweet goes does really well, and then then you get on then I got on laughs, and it's like I don't really know where the opportunities are coming from, um, but they're all working off of each other. You know, that's just the way that that heat works. It's like right. once people see you on three different things, they're like, oh, I got to book that guy. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I was like, I don't want to have opportunities that I'm not ready for again. So I was like, I'm gonna cool off till I really feel confident, till I'm like I can headline uh, and and hold my own um because i i i was getting the attention that a headliner deserved yeah um and so yeah i stopped and then and then i was just kind of uh like re- when, when you at that
0: point were you like how long do you think you could have done if someone was like do a show uh,
2: um i mean i could probably do 25 uh at that point and I'm probably, that, that was, that was, you know, it's not like I would feel super confident in that 25. I'd feel confident in 20 that five would be like, you did know. Did you ever you know? have
0: someone be like, hey, headline, and then you did it, and you were like, I can't do this. Like, and then it uh, I bad.
2: actually had a lot of people tell me, you need to take those opportunities, even though you're not ready, and you'll learn. And I turned them all down. And then uh, several years later, I got an opportunity like that to headline a lot. And my friend was like, you really need to do it at this point. Like, you should be headlining. And I was like, all right. And those people were all right. Like, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't take long. for Like, I was always, I was stuck in about, like, I would write 25 and I'd feel good. I'd write another five and then I would get rid of five. And so I just never felt good in a, in a feature set. Like, there's always five minutes I wasn't happy with. And then within, like, two weeks of headlining, I was like, oh, I have a perfect half hour now. Uh, yeah. because I had to, I had to, you know, get that, that extra 15, uh, ready. And that, that, that tightened everything up. So, uh, but and yeah, I did, I turned down a lot.
1: And you've been doing live comedy now at all somewhat.
2: No, I mean, d- just over zoom. Yeah. Um, well, I had well, my well, first outdoor show Oh no, I did one and it was, uh, it was in a parking lot. I was, I was <laughs> mostly riffing on trucks going by. Right.
0: Um, was that the diner one? No,
2: no, this was, uh, this was Souljo before he had the, his like, outdoor gl- club built. Ah, okay. Yeah. What do you think of the outdoor shows? I hate them. I've, I've always hated them.
0: Me uh, too. I've, only, I've done some in the past, like not during this, but, and I always was like, this is the war. I just never... I feel like no one can hear me. Is that a oh, thing? Oh, yeah. Know?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean...
0: And they comedy, can't really, right?
2: Co- comedy is like... Getting at comedy is like being able to adapt to the variable that is a group of strangers' psychology. That's the art form. Everything else... You need to be as constant as possible. The sound, the lighting, the temperature—like people's comfort is really, really important. And you can't. I mean, I've posted about how much I hate outdoor shows continuously throughout the last like two years. Um, but yeah, mosquitoes, rain, su- like sun. Uh, just, there's just so much that I I, I can outwit a, a drunk guy can't outwit a helicopter. You know? Yeah.
0: No, I did an outdoor show, and like there a plane. We were. I guess it was near. Um, jfk or something and like literally like four airplanes went right over me like, when i was i mean and you can only I, riff I,
2: on that the first two airplanes right.
0: <laughs> yeah no it's funny the first i think i was able the first couple and then and then no more airplanes the rest of the show so and not it's only just, that i was all in a the, very high traffic uh time go
1: no all the all the other comics are making the same jokes over and over again too
0: and you know um i uh in all my years i had never come up been able to come up with a um airplane going over me during the show joke oddly <laughs> enough that it had never come up so i really was not very prepared for it also it was right near the subway so that was also another one right there the right. outdoor subway that was uh, going by um so yeah i i never had did you ever do an outside show uh during this without a mic
2: uh no i don't think i would even attempt that it's it's yeah.
1: it's very it's there's a lot of yelling and that's what makes it really yeah. harder.
0: Cool. Sounds good so far. <laughs> um That's where you wanted to show a lot of yelling. No, it's like I've even first of all, you know, everyone's like, Oh, you know Outdoor show, you know everything for comedy. Everything needs to be set up like indoor and set up perfectly. Even when everything's set up perfectly in comedy, it's still fucking hard. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, it's,
2: uh, exactly.
0: It's never like it's never like oh, this is a fucking layup. You know what I mean? It's always kind of like there's always a factor of like this is going to be fucking hard unless you're like a, a really good crowd. But when you start throwing that shit, I've done shows indoors, you know where they're like, um. Oh yeah, we don't have a mic. Yeah, and they just kind of say it uh, as like a throwaway. Like if you, I'm sure you've had that where you show up to an indoor show sure. and they're like, "Oh yeah, the mic's not working by the way." We're not getting and they, they just tell you 5 minutes before the show like that's not the most important thing in the show. Um, right. oh. So I'm I'm curious like are you cuz I'm a comedian, I need a fucking mic. I'm not one of these like if I don't have a mic, I'm not me.
2: To it's me it gonna... goes the order of, of priority is sound. Yeah. Sound isolation and clarity of sound. So we need no background sound. We can't have like a loud air conditioner or humming sound that's going to fill in silence because silence creates tension. We need tension to be relieved in order to get people to laugh. <laughs> uh, next. You, you really
1: moneyball all this stuff,
2: huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ex- by the way, explaining this to a venue before the show does not convince them. Um, uh, yeah, no, they, they don't care. <laughs> they don't think sound
0: is a priority no. for comedy? They don't and need then, to hear you.
2: Yeah. Well, they—they're like we did music here. That's what they always say. I'm like, it's not the same. Uh, two is, te- is temperature, and then three is lighting. Right. The temperature is a killer. I mean, that's why yeah. some of the outdoor
0: shows can be yeah.
2: difficult because in the summer, Temperature
0: is a killer. Yeah, because yeah. if, it, I, if know, pe- I'm sure we've done those shows where it's so hot and everyone's just fucking so sluggish.
2: Yeah, one of the last ones I did uh, outdoors was like, I mean, where I was like, I, no, I'm not doing outdoor shows ever again, uh, was New Orleans, uh, 96 degrees outdoors, oh, God. It was like 70 people, uh, me and, and my opener just like straight up, maybe we got 10 laughs throughout the whole show, <laughs> it was like we would we would do a joke, um, there would be like a, huh. And then we were like, okay, yeah, we'll do another best. joke. You're, just, you know, you're trying to speed up to get the rhythm going. And then, uh, like, four or five times throughout the show, after that, huh, somebody went, It's hot.
0: <laughs> that's bad when they're uh, commenting on the, on the temperature. Yeah,
2: like, they, they're like, We know you need us to laugh, but yeah. we understand that this is making you struggle, but it's hot.
0: I always. Like, would, like, telling. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I always would equate
1: it like when you were in school. And there was no air conditioner and it was like kind of like near the summer or the air conditioner was broken and you'd just be falling asleep in, in class. Yeah,
2: you can't focus and you need people to focus in order to you're taking them on like a thought journey. You can't have them not paying attention for half of the words. So, yeah, yeah it, when they're too cold, they're, they're still alert. But if they're yeah. too hot, they'll just like.
0: That's why I remember the whole thing was like the Letterman when he was when they were taping Letterman. I guess where Colbert does it now, they were, the guests would always comment how cold it was. Oh, really? Like, apparently they kept that studio really cold to, like, you know, keep the, the energy up. Um, right. But it was one of the only talk shows I'd seen that where they, like, so many times, like, the guests would comment on, comment yeah, on it. Yeah,
2: but it's better to be too cold than too warm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th- um, I heard Patrice O'Neill was, like, uh, huge on that when he would do his shows. That he was, you know, headliner or whatever, he'd, he'd be like, turn, turn the AC up, 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 like he he wanted it as cold as possible. Right, the, right. The
1: room will actually get hotter uh, as the show goes on. I mean, yeah. body heat. Just rooms just warm up. So yeah. people are cold. people are drinking. Yeah. So, um, but that's not even a thing anymore because we'll never perform inside ever. Again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly,
2: the people like the outdoor shows, and uh, I, I don't mean to insult anybody who's listening to this who who runs an outdoor show. I'm doing two of two gigs next. Uh, two weeks outdoors Uh, to me it is the exact same thing as the tv dinosaurs who are holding on being like the internet doesn't exist tv still is fine i'm like guys let it go like it's going to come back eventually just but work on this do this
0: i totally (laughs) agree it's like it's exact like i've been doing some shows but the only time i really do a show is someone will be like hey do you want to do this show and i'm like yeah i guess and then i'll look at the lineup and it's like great comedians and i'm like I barely want but it feels very like, yeah, guys, like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the world anymore. Like, maybe this just isn't how it's going to be. And you just see a lot of that of like, no, no, we still have to perform. And you're right. Like, maybe it'll come back, but you know what? It's not right now. So.
1: But, but Brett's been embracing the Zoom. You do a lot of Zoom shows. Oh,
0: um, yeah. What do you yeah. think of though? I, I I personally like them.
2: <laughs> I, I I like them a lot. I mean, the majority of the shows I do are through Nowhere Comedy Club, where Which it's is great. You know, yeah. it's put together by by pretty tech familiar comics, um, and they were on the, the forefront of it of like teaching the audience how to uh, hold their mics properly, getting the audio settings so that laughter doesn't clip your, your audio. Like They were just constantly testing, figuring out how to make this work. Um, and so those shows are great. They have staff members constantly looking at the little microphones to see who's making like really? interrupting noises. yeah, and you
1: gotta, you gotta mute them. Um,
2: yeah, they have systems. They'll t- tell people why they've been muted and stuff like that. Uh, that's reiterated like several times. The host, uh, there's an opening video that shows you uh, put your volume to one-fifth, keep your microphone far away. If you can't do that, if you're on a laptop or if you're on a a, a tablet um, and like uh, they, they have it all worked out and the host says it again um, and it's like a constant like teaching, it's like teaching them a brand new format to ingest comedy. Right. Um, so th- those shows, uh, I mean, those are about, They're they're not as hit as, you know, live shows indoors, but they are way higher percentage of, of great shows than an outdoor show.
0: Yeah, okay. and it's just a different dynamic, but I actually kind of like the dynamic more of a Zoom show where sure. I never was into, like... I kind of like it because I think it's a certain kind of comedian that likes it. It's, sure. I think it's comedians who are, like, more um, well, centered around their writing, you know it's, what I mean? It's
1: joke-focused.
0: It's joke, yeah. Like, yeah so. That's why I've
1: seen performing type comedians struggle in the uh, medium, because a lot of their jokes require act outs, which don't work as as well, I don't think. Right. I mean, you were just saying, Brett, that uh, there's certain things to do as a Zoom comic. Like, what tips would you give, like, as a comic?
2: Uh, My experience is that the comics that actually do stand up and make sure that their cameras eye level with them, they do better. For whatever reason, whether that's just like muscle memory of they feel like they're doing stand up again, or it's something about just the people seeing you standing, the ba- body language—I don't know—but they they just tend to do better. Oh. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, and, and just be ready to improvise. If it's a if there's a lot of people there, you're you're most likely going to hear somebody uh, you know, talk. And it's one of my favorite things now is like when you hear a weird sound saying what you think you just heard, uh, if it interrupts the joke. Um, right. But yeah, like it's a it's a whole different thing. I, I one of the the lines that I use now uh, when I'm opening a show is like, you know, a, a heckler in a comedy club would say something like "boo, not funny," uh, but a heckler on a Zoom comedy show says like, "Did you take out the recycling?" <laughs> yeah. So it's like that. That's that's the kind of interruptions you're doing, and so it's like always funny to me. Um, yeah. I've heard, yeah and- I've heard
1: I've heard people on the phone making phone calls like, and then. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah all the time but, but then i think they it's, can it's...
0: mute them right like the yeah the, yeah. yeah that's um, what yeah. that's what i really like about it. the first one i did these guys set it up and i like i headlined it i was like i don't know about this and then like this guy starts saying something right when I started about a hat I was wearing and I was like, yeah, mute him. So and then they <laughs> muted it. And I was like, wow, this is great. Like Yeah, can
2: you imagine if you mute Hecklers in person <laughs> in a Yeah, that I was like, this like,
0: I was like, I'm in my room. I don't have to leave. Um oh, yeah. like they can't say everyone just has to listen to what I'm saying. No one can say anything back. Um and I feel like I'm more like like my energy suits it more because I'm, I'm i'm very sure. low key so if you're kind of low key and like a looser comedian you know like i feel like being unpolished comes off better during a zoom show you know what i mean
2: totally because like, well, we're all in our pajamas so like it's um, okay to be unpolished you know? right
0: they they don't it's weird for them so if you're really polished i think it makes them uncomfortable like why is this guy so like um he seems very official in what he's doing. You know what I mean? We're just all kind of looking at him in his room. Um,
2: yeah. On, on the other end of that though, I will say this, and this is actual genuine advice is get your tech in order, like way before the show, like go to btest.net, test your connection, see what you need to do, move around your router uh, so that you have a good connection, like get, get a stand for your microphone or whatever it is, get a, a good quality. Like that's, that's the most important thing I've had so many, uh, I've had, I've opened up and had a good set and then I've had like the headliner or whoever's coming on next to me kind of shit on me like oh look at professional guy over here <laughs> he's got a little nowhere comedy club sign he's got a microphone stand uh, and, and then their connection cuts out and they start bombing and then uh, all of a sudden they're like hey where did you get that mic stand uh, yeah. how does that work <laughs> Yeah
0: exactly yeah, sometimes you'll see
1: sometimes some of the older comics they like they'll their computers suck you know, and you can tell, like, they're on Windows 95 trying to do the whole thing, and it. Right. And the connection's always bad.
0: That's where our comedy it, people are roasting people for their tech. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy with <laughs> his fucking things not cutting out. Um,. Have you done it? Because Eric does a show. Have you done his show? Yeah, I've done show? it a
2: few times. Yeah, yeah, and I've it's it. like, it, it
0: gets great people. It's like, you know, that that's the yeah. thing that's funny too. It's like these shows, like the lineups are like amazing. So Oh yeah,
2: because everybody's available.
0: I know. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think? So, you know, so you don't mind Because I've talked to a lot of comedians who have completely rejected this. They're just like, I'm not going to do that. I can't, That's not like.
2: I I've seen so many like big comics because I host so much uh, do nowhere and go in kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then they hear the laughter and like, they're like, Oh, it's, it's just like their, their, their eyes just like light up. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to And then they're like, well, I, I want to do this again. Like who do I email and stuff like that? So I, I, I think they just have to, you know, they have to experience
0: it. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. And also yeah. what, where do you think like, we're not going to go back to how, I mean, obviously it's never going to go back to how it was, but I mean, do you think it'll go back? I mean, what do you, I, I Eventually, but comment. it might be
2: like it, it might be like six years. I, I saw somebody post the other day that like the f- quickest we've ever developed a vaccine for a major outbreak of something was the measles. It Was four years. Oh, geez. So it's
0: so, like that's the thing. Why, are, pe- are people really going to wait around for like? Like, do people really think like, oh, in a year everything's going to go back to normal? Clubs are just going to. I mean, clubs are just like. Did, did you hear like Cap City closed? Yeah, that was that was I a mean, big club. That,
1: that was in Austin.
0: Yeah, that was considered one of the greatest clubs in the world. Um,
1: it's weird how like, uh, you see some of these clubs go out around the country, but in New York, they all seem right now to be staying open. And I, I, that's stranger to me because it's like the rents I don't understand are, it. How the rents are, are so that? high
2: in New York. But Well, they've think... been not paying comics for years and years <laughs> yeah, and years, <laughs> yeah. getting two drink minimums.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> plus I know a
2: lot of them aren't paying their rent either. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's kind of, deep, but do you feel a little bit of like, because I've had a little bit of uh, of that when there, when you see places struggling, that maybe were not so nice to you at some point, or you know, you're just kind of oh, like, yeah. oh, that's mm-hmm. too bad. Oh, you know? uh, I
2: mean, my favorite thing in the beginning of this was watching bookers, you know, like bookers who mm-hmm. have legitimately like bought into the the hype of or like the 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 brown nosing like they believe yeah. <laughs> that they are like great and everybody likes them and stuff like that right watching right. that disappear in their facebook posts in the comments like immediately that reality check was so i had such shot in front of it for that it was oh great.
0: yeah you mean people like not treating them the same basically like, oh these aren't oh, my friends
2: you have no power at all anymore so people <laughs> yeah. will be like shut the fuck up you don't know what you're talking about
0: <laughs> there was a lot of that with um you know because you know how it's such a hierarchy and people you know it shifts where people are and people really treat you differently when they're in this different place. And, you know, it was kind of, that was the thing I really enjoyed about how certain people started kind of returning my messages again. It was kind of funny <laughs> to watch that um, progression. Like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? I guess that's not, you're not holding that over. Like because that whole thing that you had that you're lording over and that's gone now. Like would those people must be panicking, but it kind of should, it's a good lesson. Cause it's, you know, in life, but showbiz especially, it's like, you never are safe. You know what I mean? Anything yeah. can fucking happen. You can be on top of the <clears> fucking world and like anything completely out of the blue. I mean, a pandemic came along. Who the fuck would have seen that? Like, when you look at these guys who got ruined by Me Too, who ever would have seen that coming? So it's right. a good thing to like, and I, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, it's something that comes when you're older where you start, when you've been around, you're like, You know, you can't really ever take anything for granted. Like you're, no matter who you are, there's always going to be a down, a fallow period. So,
1: you know, just talking about the Me Too thing real fast. I was reading an article that Dalia had a couple of more uh, accusations against him. Oh, today? Yeah, like the last couple of days. He he was doing a um he was pulling his dick out and masturbating. He was doing like a (laughs) thing.
2: Wait, since the last ones, or the accusations came out now? The accusations came oh, out. Oh, I was like, that's wow, that's this guy really wants to. Yeah, that'd be watch. funny. If he, yeah, he was doing it the last week.
1: But one <laughs> of Man, the comedi- this guy
0: really has a problem. One of the
1: comedians in the article was saying, like, they when the Me Too stuff started happening, they said they were all saying, "Oh, he's gonna get nailed." Like, they, oh, really? Yeah, they all knew it um so he must have like you just talk about how every you know just fa- your career falling apart he must have known in the back of the,
0: his mind it was coming you I mean, think so maybe, or... maybe he
1: didn't maybe he just was too oblivious but apparently he was doing it a
0: lot so so he was doing the the louis ck thing or just masturbating I mean, you know? it was a woman
1: who said he was in the car with her and he's like touch my dick and she's like no so he just pulls his dick out and starts jerking off you know that move <laughs>
2: Like, she's going to be yeah. like, oh, is that what you meant? <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, it's like riding a bike, teaching someone to ride it. Just get me started. Let me just get you started. I'll give you a push.
1: I kind of feel like he probably thought, all right, maybe I'm going to come out of this. People are going to forget, pandemic. And then all of a sudden, this story comes out. And he's like, fuck, I'm never going to get out of
0: this. Yeah, and, uh, you yeah. know, those, you know, the thing with, um, the problem now with a lot of these guys is that, like, Aziz, I will agree, was, like, kind of the, the worst one where it was just, I, I feel Not like the, he kind of got, yeah. no, meaning, like, he didn't really, I, I feel like he kind of got lumped in. I don't really know <clears throat> oh, yeah. what he did. But problem with like, him now, the,
2: like, he was the biggest monster of all. He yeah, went on a he date, was the worst. Didn't go, to, well, what a dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the way he, uh, the way she blew him and then he ate her out. Wasn't that kind of the story? Um, <laughs> it,
1: was, it was something like that. There was one thing where he goes, where do you want me to fuck you? Like, he said that, which is kind of funny.
0: Exactly. But I think the problem now is like a lot of them who are like, kind of ruined a little bit but can kind of come back. Is like with everything shifting in the culture and entertainment, I don't think in three everything goes so fast. I don't think in three years the industry is going to be like, "Where's Aziz? We need to get him like famous again because it's going right. to be like twenty more, you know, twenty more people in his play." You know, that's the problem these well, guys not, are going to have now.
2: Not only that, but it's going to be twenty more people who got like. Hey, stand up even before the pandemic, like stand up is it doesn't do anything. Just being good at stand up does nothing for you. It does right. something for you personally and your your peers. You want to be good at stand up for you, but it does not make anybody's career other, that hasn't already established their career a long time ago when it did. It, you could do that. Um, the people who are on YouTube and TikTok and stuff, those are going to be the 20 new guys. Right. Who, who and they're going to be able to draw. So if yeah. you're, I mean, if you're one of those celebrities right now and you're turning it into, you got a web series and a podcast, then, then, then you'll be fine. But uh, that's really what it's going to come down to. It's- and the
0: thing is, those guys who have had that success, like, that'll seem like going backwards to them. They're not going right. to be like, I'm going to go to TikTok and like, make videos. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting to see the shit. I mean, that's been the most interesting thing looking back. Because with stand-up, I was still doing it. But I kind of like, I mean, I wasn't like relying on stand-up anymore. I was just kind of still doing it. So it was kind of funny to watch. Other people kind of, it you know, it's a great equalizer. Like, oh yeah, like so now you're kind of where I am now, right? Like we're right. like I said, I do shows that I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll do that show, and then like these great comedians, and I'm like, oh, you're doing this show? Like, like right. I'm doing a fucking parking lot show on I like on Saturday. I'm barely, I'm debating canceling it or not because I'm just sort of like, it's not like that, as that important to me to stand in front of cars. Have you done right. those where there's just cars honking at you or
2: i haven't done that. i did a, the the one outdoor one i did was in a parking lot but people were at least outside of the cars except for the people driving by
1: yeah i mean yeah. From, what I, from what i hear that it's difficult because you know you can't hear the audience it depends you know sometimes you can sometimes you can't uh i think the one you're doing you'll you'll be able to hear the crowd so it's it's not me yeah
0: I yeah your you mic heard. went down a little bit but um oh, sorry. did you do some of the volume nice yeah. tech buddy
2: did, did you just get really insecure <laughs> eric or the low? um
0: this, the, this um this show's gone off without a hitch <laughs> <laughs> well no i could hear you um all right. yeah so, so th- that that
2: equalizer was like a real thing like I, I,
0: and you I, noticed it yeah, was i mean like obviously everyone kind of felt it right was it kind sure. of like a little bit i
2: mean i'm I I don't know what it's like for the really successful guys, but there was a huge relief for me where I'm constantly in this, like, uh, this, I should be farther along, I should be doing this, I have to do this, I should be building up this, I should be, you know, networking here, whatever. But then I was like, me and Seinfeld are on the same plate, like, he can, we can perform the same amount, which is zero. I feel great.
0: (laughs) no i know that that's one thing that was great like that because it was one of those things when you're before that when you're at home doing nothing you're like well everyone you know in your mind you're like everyone's out doing this and they're, right. i'm missing everything and then that was like oh no one's doing anything yeah. um yeah it was kind of a um i wouldn't say i like enjoyed the pit but th- that was one thing that it was kind of enjoyable i kind of liked seeing a shift in showbiz like that l- people didn't know how to handle you know what right. what i mean it was kind of like I remember when the whole thing ha- happened with music and I mean I wasn't in the music industry but I'm sure people who, who were in the music industry and had struggled and been fucked over or whatever or couldn't you know whatever you know that's kind of a dirty business like when the music industry was basically being taken down I think people you know and they didn't know how to handle cuz I mean the the music industry was totally fucking had to reinvent itself right I mean, you know, the whole, like, record. I mean, that shit happened fast. So it's kind of interesting to watch <clears throat> comedy get affected by it. Um, yeah. Comedy
1: is going to come back. It will.
0: It will. Yeah. I just – I think people are holding on to this thing of, like, well, I just want it to go back the way it was. Because like, everyone always holds on, and that's just kind of like a natural human thing. Like, yeah. I just want it to be how it used to be, but it's like it's never going to be. Like, with music, they had to just come up with another way. And someone – you know, it'll be different. But some people won't be able to handle that. You know what I mean? Which I think is an interesting, you know, just an interesting dynamic to watch live. But
2: I'm a big fan of uh, evolutionary uh, theory and, and anthropology. And a big part of the reason that we are the dominant species on the planet is because we are the most adaptable species. Uh, we have uh, different teeth for every type of different thing that we can eat. We can eat meat, we can eat vegetables, we can live off of, of a lot. Um, and that's, you know, that's how we got through the ice age like that we we are adaptable. And so to me, it's like the people who adapt and embrace that part of their humanity. Those are the people who are going to be OK. Um, but uh, th- that's just like what you have to do otherwise. Well, it's really to, funny, too, because
0: I think Eric made a Moneyball reference at the beginning. It's that's kind of exactly what the story of Moneyball is. Right. Like, oh, uh, is it? I oh, yeah. You, I've never you, seen it you laughed
1: it's, and you didn't get my reference. Um, uh, I figured
2: it was about somebody who was like way too into something. Yeah, There's it's basically context. it's
1: basically how they figured out like you know it's called sabermetrics, and they do it. They started it in baseball. Now they're doing it in every sport where you can basically mathematically figure out a way to win. Basically, that's oh, okay. what it's about, and you can well, kind my, of do that with anything. You look at you crunch numbers. You look at algorithms, statistics. And well, 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 with, with how money, to get, but, yeah. Well, I was just
0: because with. No, I'm sorry, go ahead. We well, can figure out right. how to
1: have an advantage. You can really do that in comedy. I, I think Brett kind of does that a lot. Like, you can figure out comedy in certain ways, you know?
2: In certain ways. But that, I mean, that's the, the two things I love about it is that you can come up with comedy theory and then test it. Right. Um, and it takes a really long time to find out whether your theory is correct because of all the variables. Uh, but then also that there is no real science to it, that it's still a little bit magic. Uh, so to right. me, it's like this kind of problem i never solve and and i, I love that um but but right. i, think,
1: but, but I yeah. think with the solving sometimes like joke writing you're a great joke writer thank and you. you you know that when you write a joke one word could change the whole joke or replacement of the word sure. um so i feel like that like there's so much tinkering that you can do and you're kind of a perfectionist i know you do that
0: i used um, to be
2: Oh no. Yeah. no! I'm just like, yeah, well, <laughs> just... you know, our pants kind of weird. Well, also,
0: do you think maybe you were doing when you were doing like a lot of the online social media stuff? It was kind of a way of, I mean, I guess you talked about a little before of when maybe you weren't a you know being let in to do certain things. You were kind of like, well, I have to figure out a way to do something that I have some control over. So that seemed yeah, like. For sure. So now, do you, I mean, have you had that thought where, you, with all this happening, you're like, thank God. I had that experience because now I'm someone who has yeah. like some social media presence and a lot of people who are well, probably doing way better in certain other aspects are completely behind now.
2: Yeah. The presence, I, I, I intentionally stopped. Uh, I turned off, I uh, deleted all my social media apps. And when you stop posting, like the algorithm punishes you pretty badly. Um, so my, my influence, I still have some influence. I have, you know, you, you're, you, you have very few true fans throughout your career. I still have those. Um, and there's, a, there's a, a good chunk of them. But uh, it's by no means like getting me anywhere. Um, it's not like I could sell a ton of tickets to a Zoom show or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, knowing how to do it. And now that I have the time and I, I don't have to, a, a big part of this is like, I need to do this, but I was also making my money at standup. So I was like, I still need to travel for gigs. And so I didn't have time to sit down and be at my computer every day and, and right. be creating a content, uh, a, a podcast or something like that, and then figuring out how to find my audience. And now I have the time to do that. And I know how to. Uh, and so I feel very, very prepared for that. Um, yeah. Which is good I don't feel, a lot of
0: people don't know how to.
2: Right. I, I mean, all the information is, is, is googleable um right I, but i I, don't, I it's not that i feel like oh good i'm set and these people aren't i'm like i don't feel bad yeah. for the people who don't take advantage of this yeah. well,
0: no no i don't mean that like you're like yeah but i mean in a in a way of it's one of those things where at the time you know it happens a lot where some you'll have a setback or something you're like oh this is the worst and then later it ends up actually turning into the best thing to happen like um like i always thought of you know the woman who um Ended up marrying JFK jr. Like that was supposed to be like the, the ultimate <laughs> score like wow I'm the one who got to marry JFK jr. And then she died and, in a plane crash yeah, because of it, like a, a year late Yeah, he's a pilot. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he has his own plane <laughs> <laughs> But that was like the ultimate like oh fuck actually, you know, like so many women must be like thank God I she fucking dumped me.
1: Yeah. I mean? so, yeah Yeah, I don't yeah, know Daryl Daryl do You remember her?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, she dated like,
1: JFK jr.
0: But, you know, like she must have been like, man, I'm set for this is it, man. This is great. Um, And then because it it was like a year later, it was like right away. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I definitely have had those experiences. This was more like a a real intentional. Like I sacrificed. I didn't watch movies or TV or date or do anything social for those two years. I just really you were always
0: on the computer. I was on the computer at at
2: work or doing stand up.
0: What would you um, What would you look at specifically? What would you look for? I, I would
2: just Google. I would just Google. What What? How do I get more engagement? Then I'd find out which articles are yeah. clickbait and trying to get the ad revenue, and which ones were legit. And then I would learn how to. There's ways Can of you tell googling us better. How to do yeah. it? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? I I've 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 that, Eric and I when we first met, uh, kind of it was we were discussing this stuff. I think that's yeah. where we first started talking. Uh, talking about like Twitter um uh tweets and like what where we should be spending our time on that. It was weird for me because my peers at the time they're still like if I got free free night I'm going to go do an open mic. And I was like I don't think I'm getting anything out of these open no. mics. Um yeah. I think I should spend my time especially after that Pat Oswalt thing I'm like I I she spend I'm watching these YouTube celebrities blow up and right. and or Twitter right. or whatever like get to you know do these opportunities i think rob delaney was a a pretty big eye-opener for me to watch him bomb on Kimmel uh, after barely doing stand-up um so i was like this isn't right uh funnier people Mm -hmm. me being one of them should be taking advantage of this and figuring it out um well if
1: you look if you uh, if you look at tiktok there's a lot of not talented people on there doing really really well right um you know, but I give them credit, you know, I mean,
0: I know absolutely. I mean, TikTok's definitely not about like the talent. That's no. the thing. It's people get caught up in like, well, I'm this and I should have that. It's it's like a completely unfair. I mean, things are just unfair in general. But if you're looking for fairness, like showbiz is not the business for you. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. and And especially now when you can just put in the hard work. And be talented. Like the thing is, the more creative and talented people, I get it. Like you don't want to spend, you don't want to turn on your right side brain and look, look into what has the most numbers. Where are the, where's the engagement coming from? What kind of bullshit should I post? Uh, to what kind of pictures should I post? When should I do throwback pictures to get the most
0: likes? Yeah,
2: I know that's not as fun as writing a really good joke. I get it, but you you just have to do it.
0: Right, and it's a different world now. It's not just yeah. you're. I'm great. I'm just going to let them handle everything. Yeah, no, no, that's not how it is anymore. And like, I, we're, like what we were talking about, where it's just interesting to watch the shift in things, and some people embracing it, and some people just completely ignoring it until it's like everything kind of changes, and they're just like, "Well, this is bullshit. It didn't used to be like this."
2: Right. Um, I mean that that this is all covered by patents. Uh, I it's really th-
0: it's game. online yeah, yeah it's great.
2: I'll send you a, a link afterwards, but it's great. he says like one of the reasons his career worked is because uh, he got lucky and he's like basically lucky doesn't exist anymore. Gatekeepers are going to be gone you it's up to you to, wow. to find your audience. He goes through all of that this is 2012 so yeah, they knew back then. You know,
0: that's know. a. I mean, it was already at that point. I mean, that was because you know people. You know, YouTube. When those people, when people started becoming huge stars from huge, from YouTube, I mean, yeah. Geez. At that
2: point, it was basically like Twitter was really hot, and that's where people were yeah. becoming stars. But YouTube was was on the cusp. Yeah, people
1: got yeah, yeah. people got writing jobs from Twitter.
0: Yeah, yeah. jeez. Um, yeah. All right, hey, Brett. Direct. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, Brett, thanks. So, thanks so much for doing yeah. this, man. Oh, but, thanks for having. Me. I didn't even feel like a great. podcast. I was like, starting <laughs> <with> the conversation. <laughs> this is more glad of like
1: an online marketing seminar. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be like, you have a huge audience. There, there oh, that, to be. Uh, absolutely. I mean.
2: If you think there about, needs like, to be
0: someone who like is like not just like hey, because it's always like this is how you write comedy, this is how you do this. There needs to be someone who's like, look, you might not be that good. This is what you got to do to like get people to see it. Because there's right. more people who like probably don't have the talent who could like, you know. I'm not saying I'm just saying like there's more people out there who would like benefit from that than like because not everyone's like naturally talented, you know. And that's what all these things are aimed towards now. Like, t- it, like TikTok, it's not about talent anymore. It's just right. about like oh, you, you have a big ass or something. Um, right, but
2: if you're, like, my, my thing is, like. That's why that, Eric does so well on it. Yeah, I, I, I kill him. am showing kidding. my booty, doing the TikTok dance. Hard, the hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Uh, I think oh, that's
0: yeah. a pretty good quote. Wow. Gandhi said that. I think. Did you grow up with, like, a really good work ethic, like, from your No, family? I have a terrible work ethic. But
2: really? I, I, I binge. I'm, a, I'm an addictive personality, so I'll go oh. two years working my ass off and then four years doing nothing.
0: Well, that's oh. a pretty good work ethic, There's some people, <laughs> a lot of people, just bad work ethic would just be six years of doing nothing, so. Okay,
2: yeah, that's true, I have an okay <laughs>
0: yeah. work ethic, I think it's the median there. Um all right so yeah uh brett Truck check him out on uh yeah, on social with, media and I'll check well, yeah, out give,
1: give, give your social media cuz this
2: Yeah, at brett Truck you can find me on all uh, everything except for maybe TikTok I don't really <laughs> use that. Um my ass isn't big enough but uh it, is this anything is what you want to uh, uh look for right now it's, it's uh we're releasing a new episode every week. Um it's so far it's just been a blast we've gotten great feedback um we're on every every Monday. Uh, we release a new episode of the podcast, and get it. You can listen to it on any podcast platform. And then uh, every Friday, we release the full episode on YouTube, and we release clips along the way. So go go to the YouTube or uh, subscribe on uh, whatever podcasting service you have. Look at that! This All right. is,
0: awesome. He's good at this. You can see. Yeah, man, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm uh, going to hit you, you up this. about for some advice.
2: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm happy to give it. I, I've given a. Are we are we done recording now?
0: No. No. Oh, we can't okay. Uh, uh, let's stop right now okay
2: cool <laughs> no it's i'm still gonna
1: i want to hear it was this, wanna, fuck oh, no, crystalia yeah. no um. <laughs> yeah. all right oh, we'll, we'll end I this off now in front of me great job brett truck
0: yeah thank great you. job brett right. thank